Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. I recently had the opportunity and pleasure of joining my guest today, Sil Sebastian, for an in-depth Facebook Live conversation in his community, Self-Awareness, Self-Improvement, Self-Discovery. You can check out his group on Facebook. The link will be in the show notes and look for our interview, our conversation. But today I step to the other side with my invitation to him to join me here on Wisdom Talk Radio. Stay tuned for the richness that I know will be present. I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio and CEO and founder of the Baca Institute. <clears throat> Excuse me, my voice is a little, little froggy this morning. What's your creative innovator style? Find out your life advantage by taking the creative innovator quiz. Are you a pioneer, a bridge builder, a creative dreamer, a maker? Open your ability to flow so that you can work with your natural talents and not against them. So my guest today, as I said, is Sil Sebastian, and and he has been focused on awareness and self-improvement and understanding the self since age 10. That says a lot right there. And he has been dedicated to uncovering the moreness of life. And I know we're going to talk about that quite a bit. Every minute since then. (laughs) And, you know, people can say that. But I think you you may feel, as I certainly have experienced, that this is true for him. This is true. And uh, I also, excuse me, want to mention that Sil is the creator of the Way of Impeccability Life Change Program. So welcome, Sil, to Wisdom Talk Radio. I am really thrilled that you're here. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's it's a thrill to be here. I, I especially since in our last uh, meeting when we did the Facebook Live, we just had a nice connection and mm-hmm. it, through Mornus, through Mornus, yes, Mornus, yes. You know, it's just that connection. It resonated and connected with you, and it's yes, it is a powerful, powerful connection. So yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. Thrilled to be here. Yeah, yeah. very excited. So, <clears throat> what does that mean to have started this whole journey at age 10. Well, what was that at age 10 that was happening in your life that needed, and not, not so much all of the whole process of that, but going from age 10 to where you are today, what was that journey? How has that journey come about? It's this connection to mourners. And in the beginning, I would say it was an Acute, acute, and I really mean acute, awareness of my unawareness. That was the pressure in the beginning, right? And it's like, really, seriously, oh my goodness, really, really? I I was horrified at my lack of awareness in the beginning, right? How did you you experience that? Right. I mean, just in terms of, I I suddenly realized what an incapoop I am. That's it. (laughs) That's it. What an absolute idiot and moron and foolish and stupid and idiotic I am. And, you know, just this living in a bubble, I realized that I needed to learn. 
I needed to be aware because otherwise I'm just going to be in this state where I like really, you cannot abide being unaware when you're acutely aware that you are and you realize the detriments of it. You can't do it. So that was the process. How can I be less unaware rather than more aware? Yes. In other words, how can I be more thoughtful? How can I be more mindful? And in particular, how can I be more strategic? Mm. Strategy. Yes, strategy helped me inordinately because in the environment at that particular point in time, I was in an all-boys school. And uh, uh, it's a junior school which, let's see, would go to grade seven. So it's from grade one to grade seven. Mm -hmm. So at that stage, I was in uh, grade five. So, you know, and, and bullying was just a this a part of the culture, you know, it's, it's a culture where, you know, kids are left alone. You've got to fight your own battles and that kind of a logic, mm-hmm. which is somewhat of a ridiculous logic, but nonetheless, it was beneficial for me, I guess, because in my awareness of the unawareness, there's also the awareness of the bully. Now, if I observe this in, in other boys, they, when they weren't being bullied, bullying wasn't part of their awareness. It only they only became aware of bullying when it happened. So there was no preemptive thinking, and it wasn't. Yes, it's a big deal in their lives, but because the awareness wasn't continuous, it got mm-hmm. forgotten, which which absolutely fascinated me, and because this made them thoroughly unstrategic. So when they were bullied, it's like almost like it's a new thing every time. It's like a surprise, mm-hmm. and so they were unprepared. But now, of course, there's two sides to it. You know, if you continuously aware of the bullying, this can be a source of anxiety and stress and, you know, could overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. So if, if you don't want that to happen, you now have to find some strategy to deal with this. Otherwise, your life is untenable. So that's how the awareness of unawareness, and in this case, forced me to be strategic so that I wouldn't be caught unawares. And so I developed all sorts of strategies for dealing with with bullying and that led to strategies for developing awareness and also very particularly psychological strategies mm-hmm. and it sounds like I'm there were more very great detail for that but you wanted the whole story yeah yeah no I, no I, I i appreciate that context because it gives us a, a kind of frame to frame you know where we go but it also helps me understand something about that sense of moreness um, that you were focused rather than on um, being coming more aware, it was about being less un- unaware. Exactly. So that indeed exactly. you had the opportunity to see what you needed to do to build those exactly. strategies for exactly. not just survival, it feels like so much more than survival. Correct, correct, absolutely. Because something else happened. In that moment that my life shifted and I started to focus on that moment when the you know, light bulb exploded mm-hmm. and, and, and I was asked that question or that question came up about, well, we can't all be perfect. And I said, but why not? The answering of that question, now there's a focus. It's not on unawareness. Yes, the unawareness was a part of this. But when you considered this in terms of perfection, but moreness, because I defined perfection as a state of being from which if you could change anything at all you would not so for me perfection Mm -hmm. didn't 
you know, I investigated this. I, I did studies and research. And my end was that perfection is an attainable state of being. It's not this figment, this imaginary state, this impossibility. Hmm. It's simply a state of being from which if you could change anything at all, if you had the power to change anything at all, you wouldn't. This is so uh, we can achieve this. And of course, you know, in our personal delineation or definitions or implementations of perfection, should we have the power, we would have variability and change. So this idea of perfection being a static is it's a it's a flawed conception. But because perfection carries so much baggage over time, it shifted to mourners. Mourners is an attainable state of being. We're always in mourners. Mourners is a journey. It's an exploration. And that's how mourners came to be. It's simply simply the more realistic and, and um, implementation and connection to perfection. Yes. So, okay, so help me understand something. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm caught a little bit with, with I, I agree with you that... Um, if, if perfection indeed exists, it is a state of being, but a state of being is always in flux. It is not a exactly. static thing. Exactly. So how exactly. can there be, I mean, does it, is it useful? Maybe this is my question. Is it useful to even look at what is perfection or is there perfection oh. or there isn't, right. you know, what's the, the utility of it? When you really start to analyze perfection, you get into a state because we a state of where there is some sort of a, a coexisting contradiction and we struggle with coexisting contradiction. Right. So perfection by its very name implies a staticness, but yet it's dynamic, it's fluid, it's variable. Mm -hmm. So it's this coexisting contradiction. Right. Um, or, or a, a collaborating conundrum, as one of the, my <laughs> participants calls it. Uh, it's brilliant. Oh, uh, it is. That's why I prefer the word mourners. It means the same. But mourners says that, yes, I'm getting, when I'm in the mourners, I'm experiencing more than I had before. At the same time, there's also a mourners I haven't yet connected to. So uh -huh. this feeling of journey, of movement. And also when I'm in mourners, if I'm expecting mourners to come my way, I'm excited, I'm joyful. So think of it when you have a mourners Christmas, right? And uh, not that, or birthday when you get, you've got tons of gifts and you've opened, you know, some of them, but you see this pile of gifts around you. You just <laughs> thrilled because you're experiencing the gifts and you know there's more to come. Uh, this is the best possible state of being of all, correct? Yeah. Now, what if this is the perpetual way of being? And that's beautiful. You're always opening gifts and they're always more. So, and, so and when we have that state, we are we are truly in a state of joy and celebration. Yes, I've, I've been exactly. aware that the last few days I finished a program and then I have been exactly. feeling that sense of of such utter joy since then. And exactly. it is the sense of, oh, exactly. there is more. Exactly. exactly. And appreciation, not and appreciation. gratitude, but mm -hmm. appreciation. There's a big difference between the two. I won't go into it, but there's a big difference. So appreciation, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Appreciation is free. Uh, gratitude sometimes can be contractual. But anyway, it's a different Yes, topic. and gratitude nowadays has become more of a thing. 
Exactly. And also, typically, gratitude, you give it and then it's done. It's like a payment. Mm. Right? It, it, it's a, it's a, you do it and that's it. It's over. I've, I've given my gratitude. But appreciation yeah, yeah. is continuous. It's, it's, appreciation a, it's a state of being, an, too. Exactly. It's an ongoing celebration of being. <sighs> appreciation. Mm. Wow. Wow. Ongoing, ongoing state now, of celebration. To, yeah. So, so to put mourners into context... And to make it personal, how can I use this idea of mourners? And what I always say, and I've said millions of times, right, uh, to, to, to people, to say, mm, yeah, think of it this way. You are enough and you are also more, right? <clears throat> and, and then fair to add on to it, there is always more. Exactly. Exactly. But you as a person, you mm -hmm. are enough and you are also more. This is moreness when we live it. Or if you want to say perfection at the same time, but yeah. we'll leave perfection out because it's such a baggage word. But right, this is right. We don't want to mourness. confuse people. Yes. I celebrate that I'm enough. I appreciate that I'm enough. But that alone is not enough. You also, also have to say and you are also more. They coexist both at the same yeah. time. You are enough yeah. And you're also more. So when you write it, the and and the also are italicized or all caps, they emphasize. Mm -hmm. It's very important to say both together. Yeah. You are enough. Yes, I can be content. I don't have to strive. I don't have to struggle. Mm -hmm. I don't have to feel deficient. I'm enough. But I'm also well, more. You know what? What it strikes me that it, it, that when there is the when there are those two side by side that we don't get complacent. We don't get um, passive. That's my word. We don't get passive in the, oh, I'm enough. Therefore, exactly. that's it. Because exactly. that's not being alive. Exactly. Exactly. So that quote there, it's a very, very subtle leveraging of our psychology. Mm -hmm. right? Because it's saying, if you just say, oh, you see this all the time, people say, oh, you're enough. But right. implicitly, it says that I don't need to do anything else. I can just basically coast. coast. And that's not, mm -hmm. we are never enough in one way of looking at things. But we don't mm -hmm. want to focus on saying I'm never enough. I'm going to get depressed. I need to learn, but I don't want to emphasize that because, ah, oh, you know, it's like now it becomes work. Right. No, I'm right. enough. I can celebrate. My enough is my current state of being. That's it. But my current state of being is always in flux. It changes, it grows, it adapts, it evolves. But I want to celebrate the nowness of this accomplishment of getting to where I'm at. That's why there's always more. And when you put the two together, you get the best of all worlds psychologically. And right. you don't get the instruments. Yeah. So it's very and subtle. but it's, yeah. it's subtle, it's powerful. And there's also that state of being, of receiving. So, exactly. you know, I, I, I talk a lot about that, the importance of being that in that energetic space of receiving. Yes. And that wow. when we are there, that allows that dynamic to yes. be take place. 
exactly. And and to really tweak that a little bit, right? Because language, we are hardwired to use language. And when we use language fully, it automatically implants learning. Uh, that's a long thing. I can go into it. But what I want yeah. to say is receiving. When we tweak that just a little bit in this particular context, when we add enough and, and also more, it brings about a state of receptivity, which is slightly different to receiving, right? Receiving is the act, but in oh, order yeah. but to- that state of receptivity is what I mean. Uh, yes. Exactly. We mm. need to have receptivity. And boy, if you want me to go into detail on receptivity, we're going to be here for another half an hour or so. <laughs> well, it's something that I teach about a lot, so I'd I'd love to have that conversation. Okay, I'll, I'll try and I'll try and uh, condense it then. Okay. So when we talk about receptivity as opposed to receiving as a psychological state of being. What we want to understand is it's not just about being open. We may think so and we say, oh, I'm open, but it's more. Because if you come along and you say something that uh, and I listen to you and say, I don't agree with that. Right away, I've shut off my receptivity. Mm -hmm. So now I say, "Mm, how can I improve my receptivity? Because if I immediately think I don't disagree or it doesn't resonate, whatever, I'm closed. Mm -hmm. So I need to have uh, um, this state of mind to assume as a default Mm -hmm. that what you are saying is valuable, important, makes sense, etc., Right. Regardless of my preconceived ideas of how it may be. Mm -hmm. So I go into my listening. My receptivity automatically says what you are saying is sensible. Ah. Right. Mm -hmm. But now, uh, so I am completely opening to seeing things from your point of view, not Mm -hmm. mine. Mm -hmm. This is maximum receptivity. But let me more. let me let me ask you to go a slightly different direction. Because there's one little tweak I want to add before I go into this. Oh, okay, direction. okay, go ahead. That's absolutely critical. That needs to go hand in hand. Maximum receptivity says I am completely open to your sensibility, your value, mm-hmm. your wisdom, whatever it is. But I will not be influenced. Ah, I will well, not. <laughs> So no matter how sensible what you say is, I'm going to choose to take it into me. Okay. Okay. But yes. So influence, yeah, you're still being influenced because someone is offering you something, but you're doing it with consciousness. Correct. It's choice, though. It's choice. uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Influence Mm -hmm. is when the choice is removed. Now, that's Mm -hmm. my point. If something is sensible and I'm taking it on simply because it's sensible, then I'm kind of influenced. But if I'm doing it because I choose to, that's it. Then I'm adding it. And that element of choice is Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. critical because if I don't choose, I don't make it my own. So receptivity includes choice Mm -hmm. and choice and awareness are really synonyms. So if I don't choose it, it doesn't add to my awareness. Does it taste good as I chew it? Or does it not? Exactly. But (laughs) as choice, if I don't deliberately choose it, if my choice isn't true and real, it Mm -hmm. doesn't actually add to my awareness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because they're the same. So in receptivity, choice mm -hmm. is critical, in other words. Yeah. But I'm I'm thinking about um, receptivity to 
Mm, what the universe brings receptivity receiving energy let me explain what i mean by that because when i'm when i'm teaching or when i'm doing terrain meditation for example and i'm working with a group of people uh, what's important and i will emphasize it is is them having um a space of receiving of receptivity so that they can receive the energies that are being made available, the, 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 the vibrations that are being made available, um, and that those will influence or they not in your way of using it, they will activate something. And in order for that to happen, they have to have that state of receptivity, which is a very, which is actually an active state. It's not passive. So thinking about what you're saying from, from the universal, you know, as opposed to how we are with another person, how do you, how do you think about that? How do you think about that state of receptivity with the universe, for example? Yes, yes, yes. Now that was, that was the next point of receptivity. It's built into my understanding of, and you know, for me, it would be in my personal language and vocabulary, it's capital R receptivity, which is this idea so far that we've built, but now we're going to add an extra element, an element of choice and decision-making. Typically when we decide, we have a range of options. And when we look at the, at the sort of uh, psychological history of decisions, we start off when we, you know, in our infancy or lack of awareness, we have one idea, one belief, and that's it. At some point we come to realize there are others. And typically the second one we encounter is opposite. Mm -hmm. And that sadly, unfortunately gets us caught into the psychology of dualism. And we think the world is a bunch of opposites. (laughs) And then we get into this black, white psychology, which ends up in a gray world. And at some point we realize color. Oh my goodness. Where were all the colors? So for all the people who like to say, but I like things to be black and white. Well, you have no color in your life. So no, no. Yeah. Right. But then also we come to realize there are colors we never imagined. And this is important. Mm. So what happens when we start to get into decision making and choices? Typically, we have a range of options. Let's say you've got 10 choices. Mm-hmm. What do we naturally do? We choose the best option. But Maybe. is the best option a good option? No, not always. Sometimes. Right. The best option is not necessarily a good option. It's just the least worst. So now we have to say in when we are considering options, we have to say I've got one to ten and then I've got dot, dot, dot. We have to have that extrapolation mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. extrapolation has to include. In other words, our range of options has to include choices not imagined. Oh, oh, Voices oh, oh, not imagined. Yes, this is huge. It's, it's huge. huge now oh, my goodness. Yes. What you said about the universe. <laughs> Unless we have an openness to choices not imagined, we will never, ever, ever connect to them. We will forever be close to them. But when we say, oh, my goodness, you know what? Uh, what My choices aren't working. They're not enough. Yeah, they're okay. They're good. But I, I want more. I want more. Yeah. I know there's more. And I know what it is is something that I cannot imagine as such. So now I say my choice is something that I cannot imagine. Now I'm open to it coming to me because it's not imagined. right? So now I have to say I want to make it imagined. So it opens the door by saying that. Exactly. And you now create the space to be receptive to 
the moreness of the universe, these choices, these unimagined choices coming to you to basically blow your minds like, oh my goodness, I never thought of that, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't want to bring it into imagination. We want to make those choices into imagination. <sighs> I, I want to almost, almost pause you here because I don't know if people realize that what you are saying right now is so big and so yes. fundamental at the yes. same time. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely, yes. If there's a pause now, and if you are watching this and this grabs you, yes, this, what I've just said is profoundly, profoundly, profoundly life-changing. It's mm -hmm. so simple. It's so ridiculously simple. You get, but duh, that's the point of it. <laughs> profound is duh, the profoundest. <laughs> Oh, well, that could be a good, good quote, that's, but that's a good bumper profound. sticker. The profound is exactly. duh. Exactly. It's if it's not a duh, then you're never going to be connecting to it. You're not getting it. And when you get yes. it to be a duh, it goes into you. But unfortunately, we tend to, to minimize and disregard it. But duh, well, it, you, you, we, we think it's now obvious and casual and commonplace. No, the profound is duh. Yes, yes. It's a bumper sticker for you, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's see if we can flesh this out a little bit because, and it's not even so much fleshing it out, uh, give people a way to settle into this, that, that they're, you know, what is been previously unimagined is what opens the door. And I'm going to use some words of yours into the magic of moreness. Yes, exactly. And into imagined, right? So imagine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When it's out there in, in intellect, that's the I. But mm -hmm. imagine is making it real. That's why I'm saying don't bring the what's not imagined into imagination. It's still going to be out there for you. Mm -hmm. You need to mm -hmm. skip that step and allow it to come past your imagination into your imagination. And imagination is another word for magication, you know, it's, it's all involved in there. Right. So it's making the magic real. That's imagination. Imagine mm -hmm. is when it's in your intellect. It's up there. It's outside you. Right. It's, it's not usable. So we want to allow the moreness of the universe. This is what we never imagined before to mm -hmm. come to us and be open to this. And it will surprise you every time you will surprise yourself because it's actually coming from you, but also through you. And when you take your ego out of this and you say, Ooh, I can connect to moreness and magic, but it's not me. I can't do it consciously and deliberately. I can't create it. Like I can put together and construct something from wood or sewing or whatever. Mm -hmm. So then we let this magic come and become real. And this is a big deal. This so is it, and it's not magic. I mean, it is, it is the way the universe is, is set exactly. up to work. It's, exactly. The commonplace is magical. Yes. Yeah. That's my point. We, the sublime is in the mundane. I remember one of my teachers used to say, talk about um, the ABCs and that, you know, those of us who were highly educated, miss the fundamentals it's like we may have thought we got them but we exactly. were so up here in the exactly. in this mental exactly. world exactly. world exactly. that we don't that we ignore what's basic and fundamental and the way that we can really connect exactly we ignore the does and in the duh is the sublime in the duh is the profound absolutely 
Absolutely. You know, this is my job. This is what I do in way of impeccability. I make mm. the obvious obvious. That's what I do. Now, you say, but 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 why would you need to make it? It's not obvious already. Yeah, it wasn't it's, obvious until it became obvious. The exactly. moment before it became obvious, it wasn't obvious to you. And that's the joy of it. When it's obvious, you understand it, you get it. And that's the magic. Don't assume because it's simple and now because it's a duh that it's not profound. Right. That if I can share one sense of wisdom, I don't like to teach or preach, but this understanding mm-hmm. that profoundness can be so duh, boy, it's life-changing. It's life-changing. Suddenly you see profound everywhere mm-hmm. in your life changes. It's there, and, and, it's there, it's there, it's there to be yeah. accessed. It to be accessed. Yeah, I, I so wanted to. People. I wanted the complexity because I thought that exactly. the complexity exactly. would show me or would give me exactly. what I what I was lacking because exactly. I felt lack. Exactly. exactly, and I will scold you and say, "Oh, ye of little faith, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how do you have any belief in the magic and the moreness and the awesomeness of the universe, or if you happen to be religious in your deity, mm-hmm. and assume it's complex and it's beyond you?" Surely, if you believe in a sensible universe that's geared towards moreness, it's mm-hmm. going to make it duh. It's like, well, duh. <laughs> and right? that it's meant to be simple. It's meant exactly. to be as simple it's as breathing in and dirt. out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, the duh isn't always simple. Duh can be complex. When you get it, it's like all falls into place. But there's a sensibility and a logic into it. And it all it's just yeah. duh. And er uh, is profound. Yes, you can yeah. put me on that. Er uh, is profound. Yes, yes. I, I, I will. I am. <clears throat> so now it, this can take us into another piece around why impeccability matters. You yes. used that word with me when we had our conversation a couple yes. weeks ago. Yes. And it's been so present for me since. Yes. It's so yes. present. Right. So I'd love for you to speak so, about that. So impeccability is Core definition is very, very simple. It's best use of energy. That's it. Very simple. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't every single thing energy? Yes. Mm-hmm. The whole universe, it's all energy. Mm-hmm. What we experience, this hardness, right? You, you tap on the screen here. It's, that's it. That's hardness. That is simply energy that has been shaped into matter. Right, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so matter is shaped energy e equal m c square. If you rearrange that, you get m is equal to e divided by c squared. Or to put it in more regular language, matter is energy divided to the speed of light. Or you could say energy that's been slowed down, right? Mm-hmm. Divided, slowed mm-hmm. down. That's it. And it's very the obvious. Frequency we know is this. lower. Exactly. I mean, we we know this from direct personal observation. What is mm-hmm. your steam? When you slow down steam, you get water. When you slow down water, you get ice. It's like, mm-hmm. well, duh. Okay, so matter is just energy slowed down. Very simple, very obvious. Now, when we look at this in the concept of impeccability, what we are doing is in our life, we have to take the energy that we have. We can't, there's not as a fixed amount of it. And it's how you use it that is so mm-hmm. critical. So when you think of the best use of your energy, think of somebody and visualize them 
um, in, in terms of their energy. Now, we all actually perceive energy, but we don't remember it. The same way as we dream, we, we say, oh, I don't dream. That's not actually true. You actually do dream, you just don't remember your dreams. I mean, you can scientifically prove Different. this. Yes. Likewise, we perceive energy. So just think of somebody who is wasting energy and, and visualize their energy, for, like if they were irritated or annoyed or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or inappropriately empathetic. This is a great one. Mm, People love Absolutely. They're like, oh, I'm such an empath. But really what they're doing is they're completely giving and draining their energy in over excessive commiseration and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And you can always picture that like a funnel, like the empath to the... Oh, yeah, you know, I, I with, see that. I see it all the time. Exactly. But now the reason why I'm focusing it as a visual, because mm-hmm. we are visually orientated. So now I'm bringing in the, you know, my, my, my connection to the psychology of things. Mm-hmm. We are visually orientated. You can tell somebody all you like, look, don't waste your energy but when you show them a picture mm-hmm. of their energy leaking mm-hmm. out and draining they're oh my god and they're horrified and suddenly now it puts a pressure on them we're being strategically leveraging them to stop doing this ridiculous thing which mm-hmm. is wasting your energy your energy is precious <laughs> don't be wasting it don't be throwing it away but again to tell them this and to say it doesn't mean anything when they can no it's a concept it. Exactly, but you need to see it because that's how we learn and we are visual. When you and, see it, and, you and it also it helps, I find, for people then to be able to to change the image. I mean, I will say exactly. suggest to exactly. someone to bring exactly. their energy in, to imagine exactly. you know the, exactly. their energy field close around their body, so exactly. that they they can still feel they're still the heart. They're not exactly. closed off. Exactly. But they're not leaking. Exactly. So I made a big blog post one day about uh, a a term for something to aspire to, right? So Mm -hmm. I aspire to be a, and fill in the blank there, right? Ah. And there aren't actually really good words in the English language for that, right? Mm -hmm. All of them have either some kind of a teaching implication, like be a guru or teacher, whatever. Mm -hmm. But but again, they all come, or, or they to be some status thing right i don't want to be either of that i have no interest in that so there's a there's a gap there so the word that i ended up filling in was together person right i want to be a together person that's Mm. my aspiration that's my ideal but the reason i'm bringing this into the conversation is because when you said the visualization of energy yeah when you visualize somebody who's not together they're giving away the energy it's sparking it's leaking it's draining a together Uh. person it's a cocoon, it's a bubble, it's a world. The energy is contained, it's together, it's utilized, it's utilizable, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. it. So power is deliberately utilizable energy. <laughs> right? It really changes the dynamic, doesn't it? Changes the dynamic. Be a together person, don't be wasting your energy. Come back to your question. Why is impeccability so important? Because it's fundamental to you and your life. If you're wasting your energy, you have no power. If you have no power, your life is going to suck. And I don't mean power in the in the stupid You're not way. You're talking about power over dominance. Oh no no no! That's 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 just that's that's an absolute terrible usage of your energy and your power mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's actually giving it away. That's leaking it. That's desperation. You know, mm-hmm. that's neediness. Uh, that's ego. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, people who are in those positions of bullying and dominance, like dictators, they no, we're seeing it play out right now in the world. Exactly. I mean, there it's a 
terrible way of being. Mm-hmm. There are typically people who have loads of energy and have no clue about how to use it. And in their desire to gain power, they actually give away their power. So like Putin, what he's doing mm-hmm. day in, day out, giving away power, giving away power, giving away right. power. Mm-hmm. It's all going to implode at him at some point. Now he had lots of it to start with, but he's giving it all away. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it never ends well for them, obviously, as we yeah, know. Desperation ensues. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, insecurity. How is insecurity a good use of your energy? It's a terrible wastage of energy. It's horrible, horrible. So let let me play with that with you for a minute. So you say, you know, desperation is a horrible use of your energy. So what do I do if I feel desperate? Ah, so this is a great question. Wow. So first of all, to say desperation says that my energy is open. And it's basically saying in that configuration of the energy, it's like it's got feelers and things open. It mm-hmm. assumes it needs something elsewhere. Ah, but in order say, to be oh, okay. There you go. But when I say, mm, let me close this up. Ah, now I am the source of my worth. I am the source of my value. I am the source of my joy. I supply it, not elsewhere. Now I cannot possibly be desperate anymore. Yes. So, so the, the, the cure for desperation is self-reliance. Okay. But now let me, let me ask you something. So I would say about that, that it's not self-reliance as an ego reliance. It's not personality oh, reliance. Exactly. It is exactly. that presence, exactly. that self, capital exactly. S self exactly. reliance. Exactly. In other words, I cannot get the energy that I'm looking from out there. I'm mm-hmm. given energy and I can either waste it or use it. That's mm-hmm. it. So when I'm self-reliant, my energy is together and I can rely on my own energy because it's not being wasted. It's not being yeah. used out. Yes. It's not being spent poorly. So really? best use of energy. Now, also in my self-reliance, I have to say, how am I going to use this energy? Do I spend it or do I invest it? Okay. So hold that for one second. Cause I don't want to lose this. So spend it or invest it is one piece of it. Um, yes. The, the other is, mm, well, I'm not sure if it's so different, using it wisely, using it so Correct. that- Absolutely, um, exactly. exactly. With purpose, with purpose. Yes, exactly, exactly. So now let's look at, instead of saying using energy, how do I experience my own energy? So now I've tightened up my energy and I'm this ball, I'm this, this world, this, this cocoon, this bubble, mm-hmm. this egg of energy, right? And saying, how am I experiencing my own energy? Is doubt, is self-recrimination, is blame, shame, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Is this a good way to experience my energy? No. I'm, I'm, I'm a creature that needs to learn. This is it. That's it. And I enjoy learning. This is it. Awareness. These are good uses of my energy. Mm-hmm. This is how I can experience my energy and get value out of it. Right. So Would you how say that's experience? the same as creating? Because I, my, feel, my experience is that we are Absolutely. here to create. We are creative Absolutely. beings in our Absolutely. nature. Absolutely. Right. Now, now let's get, get really specific on creation. Mm-hmm. What do we mean by creation? What we really mean is we are taking energy and we are rearranging it into mm-hmm. a new shape. Yes. Right. We haven't actually created new energy. We've simply rearranged no, no. energy to a new mm-hmm. shape. So when we say create, it's really reshaping of energy. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. I can, I can get around that. Creation is reshaping of energy. If you think of yourself as a shaper of energy, it changes mm-hmm. your whole life. 
<laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I like, I really like that because, because yes. we, we are operating with the energy from the undifferentiated field. Undifferentiated means it has not yet been shaped. We get exactly. to, as we receive that and exactly. express it, we get to shape exactly. it. We get exactly. to be that shaper exactly. of energy. Exactly. Now, we are all geniuses at this because mm-hmm. everything that you look at, everything that you hear, touch, feel, taste, this is shaped energy. And you are the one who's doing the shaping. You just uh, do it so automatically. You don't even know you do it. Now, the trick is to learn to do it more consciously, more deliberately. Okay. I want to Speak also to say yeah. something about best use of energy. Mm-hmm. When we live deliberately, it changes everything. This is a profound shift in terms of how we use our energy. When what does I that use mean it to live deliberately? Right. It, it is, I'm doing it because I choose to. I choose to. I want to. I choose to. This is deliberate energy. It's a conscious choice to do because I want to. When I do things because I want to, it's joyful, it's purposeful, it's meaningful, mm-hmm. it's significant. And right there, right? Meaning, purpose, significance. Those three, MPS, I call them. When you um, uh, apply and employ MPS, meaning, purpose, and significance, mm-hmm. you end up with magic per second. Another MPS. <laughs> because uh, oh, still, it's, way, I, it's right? like I, I want to keep, I, you know, there's so much in what you say. It's, it's almost like there's too much to, is, um, to take in. You probably there have is, heard this there a there countless is. times. Exactly. It's like I want to, I want to pause with each second of what yeah. you're saying. Oh, well, wait a minute, what about this and that? And it's not yeah, even because it's all life changing. It's all, it's all something that is so juicy and meaty. It's not, it sounds like concepts, but it's yeah. not. If no. you feel they're it. Connected. They connected, yeah. they connected, they connected, exactly. They connect so, inside. They connect with exactly. who we are. And, exactly. and so that's what I want to invite our listeners, our viewers to do is don't just think this is a new idea. Let what what you're hearing what you're let yourself really receive it let it change your life yes yes so i've shared a couple of windows into the Mm -hmm. house of mourners Mm. you're looking in from the outside trying to understand the layout of the house of mourners Mm -hmm. i've shared a couple of windows there are a bunch more so realize though that when we look at the house from the outside Mm -hmm. in order to get the understanding of the inside layout we need to look at a bunch of windows in order to then put it together we don't have to look at every window we just Mm -hmm. have to look at enough windows i've shared some but Mm -hmm. this is the process this is the process of learning of awareness you're constantly looking at windows and you are putting together the inside the structure mm-hmm. that mourners it's a mourners that's beyond any individual glance i cannot look at all the windows at once but i can look at them individually and then mm-hmm. allow it to congeal and put together and yeah. that's the receptivity that you realize there's a greater mourners out there and yeah. you continually starting to get glimpses the more glimpses you start to get the sense and the feel of it and i will just say one thing because i know we've got to go right when you take one other perspective just simply insist that life the world the universe and everything in it makes sense Mm. 
It does. Mm-hmm. How it makes mm-hmm. sense, that's another question. It makes sense in the context of awareness, yes. But when you take this as your receptivity, as your starting point, I'm going to assume it does make sense and I'm going to figure out how. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you don't have mm-hmm. to take my word for it. Please don't believe me. Please do not believe me. Yeah. Go out and prove this to yourself. When you do, the end result is you live in a universe and a life that makes sense. To me, everything makes sense. Right? And then you have an impeccable use of energy. Exactly. Exactly. Because now you don't fight things. You understand. You can work with them. You can be in attunement with them, which is, man, you want to talk about the magic of connecting to the universe, mm-hmm. the philosophy of living via attunement. This is mm-hmm. absolutely saying there are forces and energies in the world. And I don't want to be going against them and butting no. heads. You know, it's like, you want to be living in attunement with the greater forces of not just the universe, but yourself. You have to be you're One a part the of the universe. <laughs> you cannot disregard yourself as a part of the universe. So for all of you out there who say, oh, I love the world and I love the universe, but don't love yourselves. Well, I'm sorry, then what you're saying is a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. You're a part of the world and you're a part of the universe. So you have to love yourself. Sorry, you can't not love yourself. I you Totally agree. Totally agree. And I appreciate that. Will you let people know um, how they can reach you and what's, you know, what's, what's a way to connect with you? Best way. Uh, Nobelia.org slash apply. Very simple. Okay. And that will be in the, um, in the show notes. Sure. Sure. It's just nobelia.org slash apply. And that will, then you can schedule an appointment with me and connect with me and we can go from there. However you want to connect, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, that's the simplest way to do so. Um, You know, then you can, then it can be a connection on -on one-on-one personal terms and we can really Mm -hmm. get into what's needed, what's going on, what's appropriate. In other words, you know, everything for me is all about appropriateness. So, yeah. It is, you know, my experience of you still has been exactly that, that, You know, we haven't known each other a long time by any stretch, it's a very short time. And I, huh, I'm so moved by, by the truth of who you are. Thank you. Thank yeah. Thank you. Thank you. yeah. When we connect mourners to mourners, doesn't matter. You can know somebody for minutes and it feels mm-hmm. like you've known them forever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's what happened. Our mourners is connected. I connected to your mourners. You connected mm-hmm. to my mourners. Yes. Mm-hmm. We connected mourners to mourners. And I, I like imagine that. our our, um, uh, our viewers, listeners here today with some talk radio, you know, really can feel the how this is, how that is. Um, yes. yes, I hope so too. I hope so yeah. too. Because we just touched on things. Oh my goodness, yes. Things. Yes, and I want to have you so back. Appropriateness, still, so. by the way. Yes. I just want to put appropriateness in context. It is the apex term of, I call it the A-plus philosophy. So you've got appropriateness at the top. From appropriateness, you go into attunement on the one side, awareness on the other side. Those two come together to application. And then there's a whole bunch more A terms, appreciation, <laughs> attention, etc. So mm-hmm. it just happened to be that that these core conceptions, the bulk of them begin with A. So I called it the A plus philosophy. I like I mnemonic like things. Because mm-hmm. I use a lot of those, but I, I haven't uh, thought about it in that yeah. way. <laughs> appropriateness is that core everything once you truly understand appropriateness mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean proper i mean i can go into another whole show yeah. on just appropriateness <laughs> but i just wanted to say it's for the next for time we'll save it for the next our next conversation okay brilliant will right. you come brilliant. back oh absolutely anytime you like yes okay. I, I really enjoy chatting to you you know i'm coming here to chat to you 
Yes, you know, the show is a secondary thing, but I Absolutely. enjoy chatting. Absolutely. But I mean, I, it shouldn't so be, much. I don't mean to minimize the show. But no, no, I no, really no. And, and, I, and I hear you. You're not. You're not. But thank you, Sil Sebastian, for joining us here today at Wisdom Talk Radio. You are a treasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As are you. As are you. It's a joy. It's a joy. And see, mm-hmm. as my background today, it was completely random, but it's totally <laughs> appropriate. This mm-hmm. is the joy of energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the sun's job is to shine and not to care where its sunshine goes. Exactly. Exactly. And thanks to you, our listeners and viewers, for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. Remember, you can find us on your favorite place to listen to podcasts. And if you've enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review because that helps more people to access the wisdom and to transform the world. And really, that's what we're about. For more about fast tracking your ideas to creation and revenue, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacainstitute.com. That's B-A-C-A. Take the quiz and find out your creative innovator's style so that you can turn your ideas into reality without missing another moment. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook. Facebook.